Welcome to Let's Thrive the Podcast, a place for holistic storytelling with none of the BS and a whole lot of fun. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and my mission is to interview guests that inspire, educate, and empower you to live your best life. In these stories, you'll see a part of your own journey reflected in theirs and learn to grow from it. And with that said, let's thrive. Welcome back to Let's Thrive the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and I'm coming at you with another solo episode. Thank you all for listening week after week, tuning in to both the solo episodes and the guest interviews. It means oh so much and always makes me smile to just know you're listening by obviously numbers, but then also to get messages or just sweet little notes from y'all and yeah just warms my heart, makes my heart real happy, you feel? Uh, Today's episode, though, was actually inspired by another heartwarming, fun moment last week where I got to have just this beautiful night disconnected from work and all my responsibilities, per se, and just, you know, went over to my friend Chris's house. There was four of us, you know, close friends, kind of in a pod, and we made, well, Chris made this phenomenal spread, like Mediterranean, inspired spread with everything and oh it was just a beautiful like sunny warm day there was the pool there I swam some laps and then we just like sat around eating and talking all night and um he made these amazing Aperol spritzes which I'm not like a initial fan of most alcohol I'd say but I do love a good sweeter on the sweeter side cocktail and Aperol spritzes are just top-notch man I love them and anyway though so it was just a fun night and we just were I was able to really relax and that night when I got home you know I was just still feeling so like flowy and fluid and just relaxed from being you know good food good conversation and of course an Aperol spritz (laughs) and I was walking timber and I don't know just reflecting on how good things have felt lately granted there have been many days, many days where I've broken down crying. I have been like so excited for therapy because I just need to talk through shit. Like there have definitely been hard days, hard times, but there's also been a lot of good feelings. And I just started to reflect on like what has changed. And there are many things that has changed in my life in the past few months, but one of the biggest changes has come obviously from within. And one of those internal changes has been just this increase in self-belief and in internal validation. And so it was funny because as I'm going on this walk, I'm basically speaking in my mind this entire podcast episode. And when I was done, you know, kind of like a pep talk to myself, I thought, damn, I need to record that. So here we are. (laughs) Now, diving into this, we're just going to, I'm going to discuss what external and internal validation means from my viewpoint, right? This is just my take on it all. And then also how to start to shift from depending on that external validation to the internal validation. So we've been programmed to seek external validation ever since childhood. I mean, think about it with grades, prizes, contests, compliments, etc., And there's nothing wrong with that. I think it definitely has its good moments as well. But somewhere along the way, we begin to forget about internal validation and or we simply aren't taught about it. We aren't taught to recognize it or to support it. 
Granted, as I said, there's a definite place and time to feel good about others recognizing your hard work or expressing their praise for it, etc. But as I'm about to share in this episode, there also is a downside when we come to depend on that praise or recognition in order to believe in ourselves. Now to dive into what I would consider to be some of the downsides or just things to be aware of when it comes to external, internal, any sort of validation. I spent so many years of my life in these cycles that I'm about to discuss. The disordered eating cycle, the hustle 24-7 cycle, the people pleaser cycle, and they were all fueled or initiated by external validation of one sort or another. So with my eating disorder, it was about having a body that others wanted, complimented, that society deemed as accepted, while also having the external validation that I was the quote-unquote healthy one. I wanted the, you know, it wasn't as though this was my thought every day, right? Like, oh, I hope someone compliments me. No, but it's like, what's that like deep inner root seed of this? And part of it was the, just like the mental high you get when somebody compliments you on this way, right? And I know that anyone that went through an eating disorder, disordered eating, you know, body image issues, like you probably know what I'm talking about in this moment, right? And there's just something to be said about how much that innate desire to be accepted, to be praised, to be seen as quote unquote beautiful, like so much external validation fuels that disordered eating, eating disorder, body image struggle cycle. And, you know, at the time, even if I was feeling low energy, anxious, guilty, struggled with body image, all the not so fun side effects of an eating disorder, I didn't notice those, right? Instead, what I noticed was I just like let that external validation from society, from people in my life, from, you know, my own beliefs about what was accepted fuel that cycle. And then when it came to the hustle, a 24-7 busy productivity mentality, it was all about producing so much content, so much work, working so many hours that others would, you know, have to say, wow, you're doing so much, or you're always working, or I wish I had, you know, your capability to work that hard. All to confirm this belief I held that productivity equals success, right? It was the mindset that more is better because I thought the more I worked, the more I burned myself to the ground, the more successful I'd be to the world around me, you know, more externally successful, whether that was through money, the amount of jobs I held, the amount of work I was doing, the amount of hours I was working, right? These are all just external factors trying to prove this belief I had about what success meant. And what's funny is that even throughout that all, I was never actually feeling successful, I was feeling burnt out and tired as hell and all these like not so great emotions and feelings and experiences. And then it would be the few times when someone gave me external validation that'd be like, oh yeah, look at me go. And then by the next day, I'd be right back in those limiting beliefs. Just going to show, right, that just with body image, disordered eating, work, and the next one I'm about to go into, external validation brings momentary pleasure, momentary happiness, a momentary high, it doesn't last. Internal validation, that does last because it's coming from you, you yourself, and you. 
That was way too many U's, but you get the point. <laughs> and now the other cycle I mentioned was with people pleasing. And this looked like years of sacrificing my own self-care, not setting any boundaries, all so that I was available to help others 24-7, you know, so that I could always be able to help others, to make them happy, to make them feel good. I'd go out of my way to make sure that everyone else was happy and cared for and then end up exhausted and drained every single night. And, or if it was with the world around me, no, I'd constantly be on edge, almost like a chameleon, ready to change my ways and myself in any way needed to please those around me. And I'm sure many of you relate to both of those, whether both of those, either of those, whichever one it is. You know, I think especially as women, and not to like genderize this, but I mean, I guess I am, but I'm just going to go with it, especially as women we have been taught to almost be this way, right? Like the mother that sacrifices it all, or, you know, in my case, it was the daughter that sacrifices it all. Um, And just also the idea to, you know, like they used to say, be quiet, you know, be seen, but not heard, whatever it was. And we're just taught to conform almost in a way so that we're fitting in and making others comfortable and making them happy. And I was continually abandoning myself to please those around me. And then I'd be crushed if my efforts didn't help them out or if they didn't work. And also part of me would be a little, you know, like sad if I wasn't recognized for it, right? And that's part of it, right? Because there's a difference. Are you helping someone because you genuinely want to help them? Or is it a people-pleasing mentality and at the end you're hoping for a little spark of recognition or a little spark of, you know, appreciation, And there's also that little bit of a mental high when you do get praised, right? And someone says like, you're just the best when internally, like you really just needed to go home and nap and not stay the extra five hours at work. And once more, like there is a difference between being a kind human being and being a people pleaser. And there's a difference between, you know, occasionally extending yourself to help others in a situation needed, right? oh, they have no one to cover the shift at work. Okay, like, I guess I'll do it. There's a difference between doing that sporadically and doing it every damn time. If you're constantly agreeing, constantly saying yes, constantly pleasing people, then obviously that is an issue, right? It's going to wear you down. If there are times when you do set the boundary, you do put your foot down and you are saying, no, I'm so sorry, but I can't do that then that's a difference, right? Like you're not sacrificing yourself in those moments. You're choosing when to just be a little extra considerate or kind or helpful while also protecting your peace. And so that becomes an entirely separate conversation on boundaries that I will have. I just need to put a bit more thought and perspective into it and then, you know, we'll go with it. But these were just overall a few examples of the cycles I found myself in because of this desire for external validation from others, from the world, from society. There are countless other examples that, you know, are personal to you, resonate with you. Hopefully these just help you identify those in your own life. Now, the beauty of building internal validation is that it helps to crowd out the desire for external validation. It doesn't get rid of it entirely. This is not a one-and-done, fix-it-all mentality, but this is a way to gradually increase your awareness of all the ways you're seeking externally and all the ways you could support yourself internally. 
It's all a way to crowd out those tendencies to immediately seek out the external validation versus going within. For instance, you begin to work on body image and start to affirm with yourself or remind yourself that you're more than your body, right? People love you for your humor, your compassionate heart, uh, your great hugs, you know, whatever it is. And you remind yourself that your body is meant to change and everyone experiences this. And then that no one is judging your body like you are judging yourself. And so you begin to affirm yourself with these. You begin to remind yourself of these statements that build internal confidence, that build internal validation. And over time, as you do these, you start to feel more confident in your skin because these affirmations, these reminders, these statements, these truths to yourself are internal validation. It's you being your own cheerleader in a sense. And so the more you practice this, the easier it is to believe it. It starts to become your habitual thought or the thing you go to first before the external validation. Now, mind you, as I said, this doesn't get rid of it. The external validation might be lingering on the outskirts of your mind. People are still going to say things and you're still going to feel that little spike of like, ooh, yay, they're praising me. And that's okay. But it's just that you want, or at least this is what I want, and maybe you do as well, I want my internal validation to hold more weight with myself than the external validation. And the same can be applied to limiting beliefs, right? For every time you remind or show to yourself that you are capable, you start to believe in it, and the limiting beliefs begin to fade. And I think limiting beliefs directly tie with internal validation, because if you're limiting yourself, if you don't believe in yourself, how can you validate yourself? You know, <laughs> how can you be your own personal cheerleader? And so, for instance, in the beginning of podcasting, I felt like such an imposter, drowning in limiting beliefs of whether I could do this or not, of whether I could do this well, of anyone would like it, etc. And it was only when people commented on my voice or my skills that I'd even feel okay about the entire podcast thing. I mean, now it's been two years and I've just started in the past few months to realize that I'll never be the best host I can be if I don't believe in myself. I started to remind myself that I'm a good host, like I'm my own sort of host. I don't need to compare or feel like I have to be anything other than what I am. And I do like my voice. I do like the structure of my show. It's, it's all me, right? It's all part of me. It's my show, my hosting style, my voice. And that's given me so much relief because, sure, it's still nice if someone wants to give me some external validation, right? I'll take it. But I don't want that to be my default. I don't need it to be happy or successful or content with my work, my life, myself. And so hopefully these examples and me walking through them in my own way can help you identify or just begin thinking on this for yourself, right? Begin to identify the areas in your life where you do depend on external validation and then begin working on those if you choose, if you'd like to. Ask yourself in what ways you could cultivate that internal validation, right? For some people that might be writing sticky notes and putting them up on your mirror or on your desk, wherever it is. Or maybe it's discussing it openly with friends or a therapist. This is my preferred method, right? Kind of like that idea of if you speak it out loud, it can't really dwell and live inside you. You can journal on it, do whatever you need to do, express it through art, etc. Do whatever you need to do 
to begin building that internal belief system day by day. Create a habit of it. Make it become your default. And this is a practice. This is something you do continually, right? You pick yourself up day by day and you do it. And of course, like there's still going to be those moments, as I said, where the external validation, the praise, the recognition from others is amazing and warranted. And that is still a good thing. But if you're like me and you want to flip the script so that your default is internal validation, so that you're not constantly seeking outside of yourself, then this is, this is how you do it, right? This is how I've done it. You'll start to find that inner confidence in your body, in your work, your life, your passions, your relationships, and so forth. And in my opinion, inner confidence shines so much brighter than any type of misled external type. And not only will you see yourself differently or feel differently in your own ways, others see you differently. Like, I swear, there's just such an energetic pull, an energetic feel to an internal sort of confidence, an internal belief system, that internal validation versus that constantly seeking outside of yourself, at times almost desperation. Do you know what I mean? And so hopefully this just gets you thinking on it. You know, I'm sure there's still more. I've, I know there's still more I have to learn and experience in this field. But once more, just, you know, that good night walk got me thinking on all of this. I just wanted to share in case it could resonate with you, get you thinking, you know, even one person. If it just helps you start to work on that inner, inner work, inner peace, then it's so worth it. And if you need help, I'm always here to chat things through with you. I truly think this type of work, a lot of it is things you have to do on your own, but there's so much more that you can also accelerate it with or just support it with through community, through connection, through outward sharing, right? And maybe that's a therapist, maybe it's a close friend, a family member, or maybe it's, you know, a friend on the internet. (laughs) Maybe it's me, your podcast host. Um, Whatever it is, like if you need to talk this through, if you need to sort of voice your thoughts, go for it, right? Like there's, and I sometimes get messages and you're all like, I don't know if that makes sense or that might sound dumb. And I'm like, no, 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 no. There's no such thing as a dumb thought or does that make sense? Like these are words. Who says what words make sense and what words are dumb or smart or stupid, etc. Like those are just labels and boxes. And we don't stand for labels or boxes here. No, we do not. (laughs) So please like know that I'm always here or whoever you do decide to talk about this with, share with, if you do, just know that words are words and how you choose to share, how you choose to say them, the, you know, sequence that you say them in (laughs) does not have anything like there's no, there shouldn't be any judgment with that, right? So just know that, hold on to that. And yeah. I think that's about it. So you can find me on Instagram at Emily Feichels and at Let's Thrive Podcast. I need to be a bit more active on that account, but we'll get there. And I just really hope that this helps in one way or another. Hopefully we can connect. And if not, I'll talk to you all in the next episode. Have a good one. Bye.